You know, I'm gonna give you a history lesson. We got some dumbass motherfuckers floating around this country. <laughs> Stop laughing! And when I do, start fucking. Also, y'all did some nasty ass jokes on my ass too. Funny jokes and unfunny jokes come out of the same birth. You fucking guys are unbelievable. Why are you laughing? Good evening, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Why Are You Laughing, a history of comedy podcast. And today, I'm pleased to introduce you to the breakup of Opie and Anthony. Um, I One of my favorite radio shows ever. Grew up listening to these guys. Um, you know, we've already done a couple. We've done uh, Sex for Sam in October, so you guys could probably already tell that I was a fan of theirs. Even based on our intro, you probably know that uh, I was an Opie and Anthony fan because a lot of the comedians that came through there... I was a fan of, but they have had a ugly breakup and the, uh, the legacy of opening Anthony is very weird now because of their post, uh, O and a fighting and things that have gone down since. Um, but I do find their relationship to be very, uh, fascinating and, and interesting the way that it was handled, uh, over the span of 20 years, they were together for 20 years and uh, and a a complicated relationship. So we're going to dive into it today. I think it should be a good one. But first, I do want to remind you guys uh, to go to blindmike.net, if you'd be so kind. Uh, If you like this show, if you like Why Are You Laughing, if you want to check out the Blind Mike Project, um, you can support those shows for free on Apple, Spotify, YouTube, all the places that you get podcasts. Um, You know, supposedly liking and subscribing and five-star reviews all help the algorithm, so... Leave some of those, boost our numbers, and then if you want to, you know, throw a few bucks behind us, join the Patreon. And there's reason to join the Patreon these days because there's bonus episodes of Why Are You Laughing. Um, so if you uh, join the Patreon, join the Gearheads, then um, you get two bonus episodes a month plus mini episodes. I think the next mini episode we're gonna do um, should be next week. We will do. Uh, I'll. I'll probably review uh, Nate Bargetzi's special that comes out on the 31st. But I also want to do a mini episode about Pablo Francisco's meltdown, who um, I think you said you'd kind of remembered it, right, Craig? Yeah. Yeah. He's a, he's an impressionist who had a run on like comedy central um, where he was pretty popular and uh, then kind of went nowhere as a lot of these guys do because they don't necessarily have material. They're talented you know, voice actors, but don't necessarily have great material. And there's a long video of Pablo Francisco on stage having a bizarre meltdown. Um, So I think we're going to break that down on Patreon as well. And um, this, I think even this episode might lend itself to like a part two or something we'll do on Patreon because there's so much shit here um, that I, uh, you know, tried to limit it to the the basics, but essentially, um, you know, just a, a quick, if you're not an Opie and Anthony fan, I hope uh, that, you know, the true ONA fans enjoy the walk down memory lane, but I also hope uh, some of you guys that aren't familiar with Opie and Anthony um, are interested in this as well, because I find the relationships of radio guys very interesting, because if you look at really m- many, many partnerships, um, Mike and the Mad Dog, you know, the history there is they would go uh, months and months without speaking to each other off air. Uh, now, and, you know, now with time apart, they seem kind of like they, they like or at least respect each other. Um, you know, uh, like uh, Minahan with John Dennis, 
uh, they didn't speak at all off air. And I always found that fascinating because like, if you listen on air, you wouldn't really know that. Um, you know, I'm, I'm sure you could point to a bunch of examples, but open Anthony are another example of that where they had great chemistry on air. And other than a few instances, you wouldn't really know that they disliked each other. Uh, I think if you go back and listen and scrutinize the audio a little bit, you can tell, but like as a guy listening to open Anthony, I, I, I didn't know um, if it wasn't for the great grape incident, which we'll get to, I didn't, <laughs> wouldn't have really known they had off air issues, you know? Yeah. That, that was when they just were like, you know what, let's do this. <laughs> yeah. That's when everyone kind of had an idea, but uh, let's just get to it. So um, they met, uh, Opie was a radio guy at a WBAB in Long Island. Um, and as he will often tell you, he's been doing it since he was 18. So he was a radio guy since he was in college. Whereas Anthony was a tin knocker as they call them. I think like or, that's like HVAC, right? Basically. Or, yeah. Or as, uh, as they call him, or he would repeat at nauseum. <laughs> yes. Yeah. 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 He, he, he mentioned it once or twice on air, I think. Um, so, uh, it, you know, a couple of Long Island guys, but Anthony was a regular working stiff who, you know, wanted to do anything to get out of that life. He just hated, hated that, you know, uh, nine to five manual labor bullshit uh, and desperately wanted to get out of it. And, you know, he, he's, he's got a good voice. If you listen to him, he was in a band back in the day. Um, Rotgut. I don't know if they ever would have gone anywhere, but uh, where Anthony kind of made his bones was song parodies. He would send these song parodies into a bunch of different radio stations. And the one that caught Opie's attention was, Electric Shock OJ, which <laughs> I, I get, I probably doesn't hold up if you're not an Opie and Anthony fan, but like I kind of like it. Yeah, <laughs> but, the, but um, it uh, definitely doesn't hold up if you watch the video. By the way, Rock Gut also would have been canceled long, long ago. Um, Mike Harris, formerly of this program, I guess, has an original signed copy of one of their albums from them, and Boy, it's all of it's all of them in blackface on the cover. <laughs> Oh, that, that, that's what I was referring to. Yeah. If you watch the video, it uh, certainly doesn't hold up. Yeah. yeah. But, <laughs> but um, so Opie brought Anthony and his brother Joe in studio. Anthony and Opie had good chemistry. They were in Long Island for a while. Then they came here to Boston uh, to the legendary now debunked WAAF mm-hmm. um, Boston's uh, what was their slogan? The only station that really rocks. That really rocks, yeah. Which I'm sure there was about 5,000 of those around the country. Um, I, obviously, we've talked about this before. They got fired for the mayor's prank. And then they went to WNEW in Long Island. And that's where our story picks up. Because basically, up until their Boston days, they were very good friends. Um, you know, and th- their wives were friends. And they were up-and-coming radio guys kind of dreaming about the future. And they got along pretty well. And so that's where we begin. Um, this is from the unmasked that they did with uh, the great Ron Bennington, where they're uh, looking back. This is, you know, 20 on the 20th anniversary of the Opie and Anthony show. This is them looking back at the past. <laughs> but was it just Opie? Is just your thing, or did you and Ann sit down and talk about it? Um, I don't know. We weren't really talking much back then. <laughs> is that right? <laughs> you know, I mean, it's obvious to a lot of people. We we've had our ups and downs and stuff, mm-hmm. but there was that was a weird time where I I had just uh, told my wife to go uh, fuck herself, <laughs> and 
And his girlfriend at the time and my ex-wife were still very good friends. Right. It so was... it put us in the weirdest fucking position right. where, you know, he's he's getting shit in his ear from his girlfriend about my wife. And I'm telling him about the wife. Was... And, and no one wanted to hear. No one gives a shit. It seems like two guys that have a pretty good grasp of what the situation was. Right. <laughs> if you listen to that clip, it seems like, hey, by, let bygones be bygones. These are two guys that understand that. Um, so basically, I mean, you could kind of tell there, it seems like the way they're portraying it is uh, Opie's girl was in his ear being like, oh, Anthony's a scumbag and this and that. And that strained their relationship. Uh, it was much more than that, I think. There's there's a lot there where Anthony is extremely non-confrontational. Mm-hmm. Um, he will, you know, go along to get along. And at that time he was happy to be making the money that he was happy to be in radio and not in construction anymore. Um, so they weren't speaking at all. And they brought in Jim Norton to essentially be a buffer between the two because, you know, it got to be so weird between them that they're like, I think we just need a third guy to break some of this tension uh, that might be there. I don't know if it was evident to the listener at the time, um, but it certainly was to them to the point where, you know, they would always bring comedians in and Opie to his credit saw something in Jim Norton. I think that was pro, you know, Opie gets a lot of shit, but I think one of his talents was recognizing guys that were good on the radio. Um, you know, you could argue his uh, his later years, that talent may have slipped away mm-hmm. in the uh, Vic Henley days. But uh, early on, you know, the people, the comics that came through Opie and Anthony, these are before you knew them, uh, Patrice O'Neill, Louis C.K., Bill Burr, Colin. Oh, uh, you knew who Colin Quinn was, but Colin Quinn, um, Bobby Kelly, Rich Voss, like a lot of these. The tough uh, crowd you know, crew, basically. The tough crowd crew. and then, But then like Jim Jeffries, when he came to America, mm-hmm. was on Opie and Anthony a lot. Um, towards the end of their days, like Dan Soder and Chris Stefano, you know, like Opie was pretty good at creating this farm system of comedians um, to kind of come up. And, you know, he saw something in Norton, they brought him in, and then they talk about that a little more here. <laughs> but it was a perfect time to bring Jimmy on. That's the only reason I'm bringing this up. It was sort of a, a way to right, kind of buffer, yeah, buffer. kind of, kind of a. I mean, we're like an adopting a child, but the marriage is going <laughs> bad. Yeah, <laughs> this will help our marriage. Let's yeah. adopt this kid. I was writing letters to my. They're like two fathers, Grandma. <laughs> Platoon reference. Uh, and by the way, I think that made the radio show a lot better for a couple of reasons. Um, as we'll talk about, I think the relationship of Anthony and Jim Norton is kind of what the show became, right? which is another big part of this split. Uh, but I do believe that Jimmy was equal or possibly even more um, crucial to getting a lot of those comedians in there. You know, I don't know if you don't have Jim Norton, I don't know if Patrice and Bill Burr and these guys are on as often as they were. Definitely not. Um, all right. So now we start getting into it a little more. (laughs) That was all sunshine and roses. That was their, you know, 20th anniversary uh, before Anthony had gotten fired. Um, And, you know, they're celebrating. They're in good spirits there. Uh, But now we start to look at some of the ugliness. Yeah, we get the uh, Bam Margera incident. So if you're not aware, uh, Bam Margera, who we'll be talking about next week. Uh, Next week we're doing Jackass, by the way. Um. But uh, there's some, 
Oh, well, I had the guy on <laughs> early on in the Blind Mike project. I had Chauncey Hayden on. That's right. And Chauncey Hayden printed this article. Um, and the source was, I believe, uh, former ONA producer Ben Sparks. Uh, ben Sparks got fired, had an axe to grind with Opie, and claimed that he had a sex tape of Bam Margera and Opie's wife. Um, or a girlfriend at the time. I think they were just dating when this stuff when this uh, stuff happened. So Chauncey Hayden prints the article, and uh, Opie took them to court. And to my knowledge, by the way, everyone has said this tape does not exist, uh, other than people on Twitter and Reddit that like giving Opie a hard time. But to to my knowledge, this tape truly doesn't exist, uh, and I don't think Lindsay, his wife. Uh, had ever even met Bam Margera. So I don't know where this started, really. Uh, but Ben Sparks put it out there, and it got to the point where Chauncey Hayden was writing about it. And uh, Chauncey Hayden, I think, wrote for the Daily News at the time. So it wasn't some nothing paper, I don't think. Um, so that gets reported. And uh, Opie, when Opie was in a bad mood, it would take over the room. Like, it would really dictate... Uh, Jim Norton always said there were two sides of Opie. Mm-hmm. Um, when Opie was having fun, they were great friends. Everything was great. It was like, he was a guy you liked. Uh, but when Opie was not having fun, it could derail the show immediately as we will find out today. Um, and a lot of it was because Opie had a hard time dealing with who he was on the show. Like Anthony does, you know, he would do uh, good impressions. He used to do back in the day, he would make like song parodies and that, sort of shit. But even when that stopped, um, he was a guy who was funny enough, uh, you know, a rare guy in radio who was funny enough to keep up with a lot of the comedians that were in. Um, you know, like I don't think Howard Stern necessarily had that muscle. No, I think Howard was a funny guy, but I don't think he was as, as quick or as funny as Anthony was. Um, and the, you could tell the comedians liked that about Anthony. Uh, Opie certainly didn't have that. And, you know, every team kind of has their straight man. If you look at the great comedy duos throughout history, but Opie never accepted that role. Um, He's not a guy with a lot of self-awareness. And, you know, when people on social media or at the time they had like, you know, pal talk and they had their uh, online message boards and things like that. And people would write shit about Opie and say, ah, he's just a board op. He just pushes buttons. Um, So there are things where Opie did control the radio show. And I think Opie's talents were knowing what was going to work on radio. Like I just talked about with comedians. I think he had that ability with segments as well, because like I said, Anthony is very non-confrontational. I don't think Anthony is going to bring someone in to berate them if he doesn't absolutely have to. Right, And you see the same thing if you listen to the Jim and Sam show now that Jim Norton hosts. They never have shit like that. You know, they're not calling, they're, they're not fighting on that show or anything. So I think Opie's talent was to know when to cause chaos in the studio. Well, I was going to say one of his biggest things was if there was even a sniff of it, he would dive headfirst into it and see what happened. Exactly. Yeah. That's what he was very good at. The, the other two guys didn't do. Now, you're not going to get a lot of credit for that because a lot of fans might not even notice that it's Opie doing it. Right. Because Opie could do that. Opie could notice there's a thread to be pulled there. And then that allows Jimmy and Anthony to take over and be funny. Right. 
Um, so Opie's talents kind of went unnoticed and he became very resentful of that. Um, so it was a mix of things that I think kind of blew up here a little bit during this uh, Bam Margera stuff. This is a longer clip, right? So we may stop it at times. Yeah, I was also going to say, too, the reason people probably think this is believable, because if you were going to make up a story about, like, my wife or something, is Bam Margera not the last name you would have yeah, come up with? you'd say Johnny Knoxville, at least, if you're going to go with one right. of the jackass guys. You know? Right, <laughs> exactly. Or Steve-O or something. <laughs> this is where, this is the only thing I'm mad at. I mean, you could call me asshole of the week. You could say how, like, people that used to work for the radio show hate my guts. Whatever. Talk all, right. talk all you want about me. I don't give a shit. But what really is pissing me. I, he's, you can tell he's in, he's in a mood already. So. I do that, by the way. If, uh, I'm sure people have already noticed that I, all right. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you've never heard Opie and Anthony for it, the, the glass just broke on where that comes from. <laughs> Cause I do that all the time. I do that like in real life. I don't, I, all I right. it's just very fun uh, to say. But by the way, that's, you hear a little bit of that right there. Ants trying to be funny. And this is becoming a very serious thing. Opie's very passionate about it. And Anthony tries to lighten the mood a little bit. By saying, eh, yeah, maybe people do hate you. <laughs> Ever talk, all right. talk all you want about me. I don't give a shit. But what really is pissing me the fuck off is uh, this. He, he, says, he says, last week, uh, Paige, <laughs> do you really want? I'll just do it. I'm just trying to fucking around. But you know what? Sometimes it's, it's a <laughs> real on. moment. Hold on. Now, just fucking go. With- I, I'm actually kind of on both sides here in a way. Definitely. Where like Opie is, Opie is furious. He's fucking pissed about this. It's it's ruining his personal life. You know, this is shit that shouldn't have even um, come up on air, really, because Opie didn't talk about his wife a lot or anything. Um, particularly her name, like personal stuff. You know, like he might say, "My me and my wife were here," but it wouldn't really get too personal ever. So Opie's in a mood, but. Anthony's also doing a, Anthony's working, you know? Yeah. Anthony's at work and his job is to be on a funny radio show. Well, it's also now, a perfect example of how quick he is. Cause he's like, you know, what really pisses me off. He's like the picture. The picture. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it was a bad picture of him or something. Yeah. And uh, yeah. So I don't know. It's, I don't really know where I stand there. I get because both sides. If you're Opie, I think you kind of have to say you are on a comedy show. Like your balls are gonna get busted a little bit, yeah. Like Anthony's on his side. They're not saying that the tape is real or anything, you know. Yeah, I know, but it's also like the whole, uh, you know, country isn't going. Did his wife fuck Bam Margera? Yeah, I get it being annoying. Put it that way. You know what I mean? There's a lot I'm gonna be against Opie uh, in this episode. This isn't one. <laughs> I do get him being pissed off in this moment. This he, he says. He says last week, uh, Paige. Do you really want? I'll just do it. I'm just trying to fucking around. But you know what? Sometimes it's it's a real moment. Just fucking go with the real moment. You're not going through this fucking bullshit, dude. I've been through so much fucking shit involved in this show. Lighten up. I'm, I'm trying not to lighting keep up. it light. I don't want to keep this light. All right, do what you want. There's no reason to keep this light. You Do know what you he, want. You know Yell he's at a me, fu- Throw headphones at Jimmy. We're the fucking assholes. Uh, I, Fuck this then. I didn't. Fuck I didn't. Uh, first of all, I didn't throw the. Uh, the. I already explained that I didn't throw the head. You fucking. I didn't throw asshole. the. I didn't throw the headphones at fucking <laughs> Jimmy. I explained. Fucking dick to us because you're pissed off at this. No, no, because you're and we're no. assholes now.
hold on one second. So right here is this is not about this incident. You know what I mean? Like if in this moment, like if this was the first time that Opie gave Anthony that sort of attitude, mm. I think Anthony would let it go for sure. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I think Anthony would have the sense to be like, ah, this guy's in a mood. I'm going to let it slide. I think this was the constant buildup of Opie, you know, making a kind of a cunty face at him or rolling his eyes, uh, that sort of shit. And you can tell that really bothers Anthony because you don't hear him uh, like that on air a lot unless, God forbid, uh, Chicago crime statistics are mentioned or something. I did, I did enjoy uh, how quickly uh, Opie went from offense to defense there. He's like, you know, this is bold. I didn't mean it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're about to hear... Right. Uh, a very uh, uh, less than manly noise come out of Opie. <laughs> <laughs> a few times. Explain. Fucking dick to us because you're pissed off at this. No, no, because you're. And we're assholes now. Dude, you're, unco- you're uncomfortable in making jokes. No, There's not a jokes. time for jokes. Fun That's all. Dopey show. Well, That's it's not why. fun right I now. Throw in jokes. It's not fun right now, Anthony. Out. It's not fun. You know, we've talked behind the scenes and what this has done to me and, and my girl. I understand. It, I, I've been through shit like similar shit. I understand. It's not But fun. we're not the bad fucking assholes here. All I'm asking is not to make little jokes. I want to have a moment here. And when I threw the headphones, when I read this, I wasn't throwing them at Jimmy. And I apologized uh, immediately. Didn't I apologize yeah. to you immediately? Yeah. I did not throw the headphones at you. I swear to God. There is, by the I'm, way, I don't even know if you can hear it, but there is Jim Norton saying, please don't bring this on me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Leave me out of this. Yes, sir. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Went to hit this fucking thing and they went flying over the thing. I and immediately I said I fucking I fucking didn't throw the headphones at you. This is a real moment that's going on. I got I got a girl at home that is this close to a fucking nervous breakdown because she doesn't deserve this shit. I understand. I I fuck okay. say whatever you want. Now about. here's where we get uh Anthony just got out of a you know nine year marriage, I think it was. And uh, as he often talks about not a big fan of the wife. <laughs> the nope. wife was a real. Ne- it was quite the um, you know stereotypical sitcom situation going over there. With <laughs> the wife was a real nag, and you can hear how Anthony, until the divorce, would deal with those situations there. Because right now he's dealing with a nagging cunt a little bit. <laughs> I think he also paid a pretty gigantic sum in alimony a month. <laughs> he did, and that's what happened when him and uh, Opie got broken up he stopped making a million dollars a year (laughs) but you hear him there go all right i yes i know (laughs) yes yes dear yes all right fine (laughs) down because she doesn't deserve this shit i understand i i fuck say whatever you want about me i don't care but my chick doesn't deserve this shit i know and it's it's and what happened was (laughs) this is a fucking false rumor a lie that was started a year and a half ago by someone we all know his name and fucking chauncey was the one that fed this fucking story to page six and made them believe that this could be possibly true and now i'm in living fucking hell everybody knows in in my little circle that it's not true but there's a lot of people out there still wondering what the fuck is going on with this shit okay read it and i'll shut the fuck up well no i I mean but you you know just don't needle me that's all i I hate that so add a little levity (laughs) oh i like it's funny because when I started talking about this clip, like when we started playing it, it's the first time I ever realized like, 
Oh, Opie has a legitimate reason to be angry. Yeah. Because every other time I've ever listened to it, I've heard, don't needle me. Yeah. <laughs> don't needle me. <laughs> Knocking off. <laughs> Is there any more to that? That was the end. Yeah. So, <laughs> don't needle me, Anthony. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, you, you clearly hear it bubbling up. There's a clip I wanted to find and I've never been able to. I heard it once years ago. Um, and I don't even really remember the context, but Opie said something kind of passive aggressive to Anthony and Anthony just goes, well, you can tell this is going to be a goddamn treat today. <laughs> Real goddamn treat. <laughs> and, and then they kind of move on, but it was a moment of like Anthony being fed up and I've never been able to find it. Uh, so if anyone knows the context of that or where I might be able to find it, let me know. Um, but yeah, there were a few moments like that over the years with these two. Um, but honestly, few and far between, which makes it more amazing, like their chemistry, their ability to do a radio show together and kind of appear to be friends and team up when they needed to. Because one thing they brought up a lot was um, people trying to use the divide and conquer method. Because when they would go after other radio shows, the usual tactic was to be like, you know, I think Anthony is really funny, but Opie's an asshole. Um, and occasionally they would do that vice versa. But usually that's the, the way it was. We're like, oh, Anthony's great. Anthony's really talented, but it's Opie that I have a problem with. And they would always point that out. They'd say, oh, you're going to go with the divide and conquer method. Like we're going to fall for that. And then once they were divided... <laughs> They were certainly conquered, but, but, uh, uh, you know, that's not for a little while. Are we at, what are we doing now? One of my favorites, the grape incident. Yes. This is the, gr the great grape incident that I referred to earlier. So this is the moment that, you know, any, um, uh, you know, whether you have a, um, a degree in therapy or you've even been to one session, you can pretty much break down this half hour of radio and understand the relationship between these two men. So uh, just for the full context, Opie and Anthony for a time were doing basically a simulcast where, um, you know, in 2004 they signed with XM radio and they continued to be on XM, but there was a period of time where from 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. they were on XM, but also on K-Rock, um, Howard Stern's old station and, you know, syndicated to different affiliates around the country. Um, and then in 2009, they lost that K rock fired them. Um, I think because their ratings weren't great. Uh, but I also think that was kind of the start of people going away from basically comedy shows on radio. Yeah. That doesn't exist at all anymore. And 2009 was kind of the beginning of the decline of that. Um, stations like that started to move to music or uh, sports talk or political talk. Or cheaper um, options. Uh, but not even necessarily because sports talk at the time, um, those personalities would be expensive. But it, I think it was more in 2009, people started to get scared. I remember it was not long before they got fired where they read the um, code of conduct entitled Words Hurt. 
<laughs> say a, a pamphlet or something that CBS gave them um, to understand sensitivity to different cultures. <laughs> <laughs> and so I, you know, that was kind of the start of uh, guys like Opie and Anthony being persona non grata on radio, which really, you know, birthed podcasting. Um, but they got fired from K rock and Opie's kind of reading one of the articles about them. Uh, I think they had played reaction from like Howard Stern kind of taking a victory lap. So, you know, the morale is not great at uh, ONA in this, on this particular day. A lot of people, grapes. you want to eat grapes and we'll do this after the break. No, it's okay. Uh, a lot of, uh, <laughs> a lot of people have had bunch of yogurt. <laughs> huh? I don't do that anymore. <laughs> I know. I just, I started. really don't. <laughs> I realize that it's annoying. So I, I, I just like do it on the side. Um, All right, in 12 years, you could yell at me. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever. Come on, I'm fucking around. You're in a bad fucking mood. I told you I I know, but don't let it affect the fucking show. You're in a bad fucking mood. Has it the last two days? Yes, it has. No, it hasn't. You've been in a cranky fucking mood. Mm. I understand we've been fired from fucking CBS and shit, but let me tell you something. I'm not the only one that that notices. You're in a cranky fucking mood. You want, Everyone's noticed. Do you want me to start talking about what people notice about you? Leave it alone. Yeah, tell me. Le- Go leave ahead. it alone. Tell me what people notice about me. Leave it alone. I'm not leaving anything alone. Leave it alone. Leave it alone. Be honest. What happened? You had your. You had a lot of moments over the last few years. Leave it alone. That's my favorite thing when they fight is everyone says this is so this is OP 101 where Anthony says, hey, you're in a bad mood (laughs) or relatively benign accusation. (laughs) And Opie says, do you want me to tell you what people have noticed about you? (laughs) So it's very vague. But that insinuates that there's something horrible about Anthony that Opie won't yeah. say. I will say, though, that this is one of the few times that Anthony's the one that starts that. <laughs> like the I know you are, but what am I fight that they always have? <laughs> uh, see, I, I didn't read it that way. I don't even read it that way. Where he, Op, Anthony's saying you're in a bad mood. Right. No, no, no I know. Anthony's, but, come, Anthony's being more direct about what he has a problem with. But no, but it reminds saying, me a lot of like there was um, an incident where. Um, Auto uh, from Auto and George comes into the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, they're talking about some clip from The View, and Auto goes, "Jesus Christ, this is what you guys talk about when Anthony's not here." An obvious joke. Yeah. And Opie goes, "It's a viral clip, Auto. <laughs> like it's really pissed." <laughs> and there's moments where like uh, uh, Opie's hammering. Vo- they they essentially called Rich Voss a retard for 15 years. Right. And then every once in a while, Voss would you know, punch back. And he's a very quick, funny guy. Mm-hmm. And he would make fun of, uh, like Opie's shirt. And Opie would be like, wow, rich, really? You're going to go there. <laughs> it's like, go, go where <laughs> that, that crew always would make fun of wardrobes. Yeah. But, and then, you know, Opie would be very sensitive to things like that. So that's like, Hey, you're in a bad mood. And now, Opie is going to start making some accusations here yeah. where it's like, what, how did we get here this quickly? Yeah. My, my only point was though, is when, uh, when he said you're in a bad mood and then he goes, and I'm not the only one that's noticed. <laughs> oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. 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 They always yeah. drag. And the, that's, that, and yeah. that's kind of throwing the staff under the bus a little bit too. Cause now they're going to have to answer. And Opie's typically the one that does that. That's why I was like, Oh, Anthony actually did it this time. I get what you're saying. Yeah. No, that's a good point. Um, yeah, this is the escalation. 
Leave it alone. I made a joke that for 12 fucking years, you rattled your spoon in the yogurt. It, it was funny. It became a bit with the fucking audience. They understand exactly what the fuck we're talking about. Leave it alone. Leave it the fuck alone. Leave it alone. Holy shit. You, just because you're really into doing the show again, leave it alone. Really into doing the show again. I mean, As, Jesus Christ. That's actually kind of funny. It's, it's funny, but it's passive aggressive. He's not. Opie didn't mean to be funny there. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Opie's being passive aggressive and a little cunty. And that. so we went from, hey, you're in a bad mood to you didn't pay attention to the show. <laughs> you were bad at your job. <laughs> leave it alone holy shit you just because you're really into doing the show again leave it alone Seriously. really into doing the show again as opposed to leave when i wasn't alone. into doing the show you said people are talking i mean if you want to talk about people talking people talking just leave it alone all right we'll talk about uh what chris Oliveira, how he told me how uh you were a lazy fuck and didn't want to do a sponsors okay, you didn't want to go to sponsor them. meetings that was part of the problem <laughs> That is always Opie yelling about how, oh, I won't go to a sponsor meeting. Fuck them. Have them come over here. And the reason Danny Bonaducci is still in Philly is because the guy uh, uh, apparently, even though he's got shit ratings, mm -hmm. works his balls off and goes to every fucking meeting he's told to go we to. We went to every meeting. We did. Yeah. We I think we... I sat in that fucking room a lot more than you did. Uh, uh No. What? No. What? <laughs> I love Anthony. What? <laughs> he's in, in shock. <laughs> But yeah, in a matter of minutes, we went from, um, hey, don't eat grapes in the microphone. Uh, why are you in a bad mood? To you're a lazy fuck, <laughs> and everyone says <laughs> and the reason we got fired. <laughs> so obviously, uh, as I always say, uh, an argument about about the dishes that isn't really about the dishes, <laughs> and um. You know, this is something where, again, I think their relationship is, and these arguments are more uh, complicated and nuanced than a lot of fans gave credit because there is an element of, like, I'm a big Anthony fan, mm. so it, it's a lot easier for me to overlook uh, Anthony's faults or reasons for this argument from Anthony's side. You know what I mean? Right. Like, Opie genuinely annoys me, and self people that aren't self-aware in general annoy me. And so it's a lot easier for me to be like, oh, it's Opie's fault. But there were times, like, um, you know, they made a bit on the show of Anthony missing work um, because the night before he had gone out on a date with Jill Nicolini. And it was a very funny episode. Like, it was uh, Opie, Jim, and Colin Quinn, and they were busting Anthony's balls for not being there. So it made for good content. But it is like, I guess Opie could look at that and maybe that annoyed him if that wasn't the only incident like that. Um, there's also, again, like Anthony fell asleep on air once. Like he, he put his head against the microphone and just like dozed off, I guess. And so everyone got up and left the studio and they just filmed him. <laughs> he woke up and realized he was supposed to be doing an ad read. <laughs> again, they made funny content out of it. But I think Opie probably looked at moments like that um, as things that annoyed him. And, you know, unprofessional or, or whatever. However, Opie viewed it. He, I don't think he liked those moments. Yeah, he didn't look uh, at it like, uh, was it 20 years, four, uh, four or five days a week, four hours a day, a couple things happened. He didn't look at it that well, way. Well, so that's the prize. Yes, as I'm listing these, I think some people might be like, 
Oh, well, fuck that. That's annoying. I would hate to work with a guy like that. But the problem is, I don't think Anthony was a guy like that. I think he had a few incidents over the years like that. And Opie would exaggerate a lot. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like Opie would take those uh, anthills and build them into gigantic mountains. And the one example that Anthony uses all the time, which I'm so happy he uses this as the example, because I spent a lot of time looking for this clip years ago, uh, not for this episode. Um, but when I was younger, I would always hear Opie reference. Um, they had a beef with Andrew Dice Clay for a while. They ended up patching things up, but during the time they were beefing with him, Opie would always reference Andrew Dice Clay going on the Howard Stern show and Andrew and Howard mocking the death of Opie's father. Um, Opie, Opie's dad died in a car accident and, um, he would always reference when they would go at dice. He would always say like, I'll never forgive him for going into Howard and, you know, shitting on my dad right after he passed. And I look for that all the time. And I look, I literally, I would find dice appearances around that time and listen to them. And I'm like, where is this clip? I cannot find it. And then, you know, years later, when Anthony talked about it, he said, he goes, yeah, Opio would always reference um, Dice and Howard shitting on his father. It never happened. (laughs) It simply didn't happen. They don't know his father. Uh, Howard probably didn't know his father died. You know what I mean? Like they, they didn't happen, but Opie just created that in his mind. I've always wanted to know why that started in his head. Yeah, with pathological liars in general, um, that's what I'm curious about is like, where does that start? Do they think it happens? Do they completely lie? And then now they kind of believe it. Like, I'm always curious about that. Do they not think they're lying and it just like forms in their head? Yeah, no, you're right. I'd love to know that. But they probably saw uh, they, they probably said something like his dad died and he didn't listen to before or after that. And he's like, well, he's clearly talking about me. Well, there's another incident like that with Adam Carolla. Where he hate, he went off on Adam Carolla. Carolla's a fucking scumbag, piece of shit. Um, he said he was in Los Angeles, and I they I think they had a same the same agent or someone in common. And Opie went by, I think it might have been while they were still doing Love Line with uh, Adam and Doctor Drew. Mm-hmm. And Opie went to the studio, and uh, he said he waved Adam, and Adam gave a dismissive look. And so Opie was like, fuck you. And he talked about it for years. And then finally, when Anthony went on Corolla's show, Adam was like, hey, can I ask you something? I don't know what the fuck he's talking about. (laughs) (laughs) I never gave him a dirty look. I didn't even, I I don't think I knew who he was. (laughs) Well, that's probably, that was probably it is like Opie's bitching about this, but in his head, he's like, yeah, people think they know who I am now. (laughs) Yeah. So I think here's a, a better way. The, uh, you know, uh, Reader's Digest version of what I'm trying to say here is Anthony is a flawed person, but I believe is more aware of it and is easier to like. <laughs> oh yeah, no, he's, does that make sense? You know what I mean? Oh, Anthony's probably a more flaw if on paper, probably a more flawed person than Opie. But he he a thousand percent is aware of his flaws. Exactly. Yeah his his uh, his foibles, if if you will, his foibles. Uh, is there any more from the, the Great Grape incident? Two more clips, actually. Oh, good. 
this uh well they they kind of blend together but uh this is okay. them talking about going separate ways <laughs> which is always fun oh well this is again well, uh, you know what i did this by accident i wish i could just tell you that i'm a great broadcaster who was segueing into this mm-hmm. this is something that opie creates in his mind <laughs> as as a uh, fact but let's hear him talk about it first Oh. Don't worry, dude. This will be over soon. You go your way, I go mine. Trust See, me. that would... Oh, Trust me. oh, I could bring up the fact Trust that you've me. mentioned that 80 fucking times in the past couple of months. Because that people have noticed, too. Because Hey, how come Opie keeps bringing that up? Because that's really going to happen. Why? Because it's, it's just time. Why is it time? Because we've done everything. We've have done, you done everything? Done radio. But it's time maybe to move on to some new challenges. Is it? Yes. Yeah, I think so. Well, you brought it up enough times. so. Perhaps you want to. So... Ever since then, well, not since then, since uh, ONA broke up. So for the last nine years, almost, um, Crazy. Opie has said, you know, we all knew the show was coming to an end. Anthony wanted to leave and do a political show. I wanted to do my own thing. And Anthony time and again has said, that was never in my mind. <laughs> I never planned on leaving to do a political show. I never mentioned it to anyone. I never had my agent inquire about it. I've never brought up that I wanted to leave and do my own show. Oh, we just wanted to be best friends with him. That's what it comes down oh, to. Oh, we'll get there. <laughs> yeah. we'll, we'll get there, my friend. Don't you worry. Yeah, but yeah. yeah, Opie wanted a partner, but a best friend. I think you're right. And he resented that he wasn't that with Anthony. Um, and then would constantly say, hey, let's go our separate ways. Let's do our own thing. And this is a clip where Anthony speaks for the fans. <laughs> doing this. I don't Why? care. I could go do something else. No, you couldn't. I certainly got there that fast. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, yeah, I mean. Uh, the 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 criticism was always of Opie was always like without Anthony and Jimmy you couldn't do a show <laughs> and and almost to a fault Anthony and Jimmy would rush to the defense of Opie when a caller would say that and say you don't know what the fuck you're talking about you have no idea how much goes into Opie's side of things blah 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 Anthony would always defend Opie but when your your back's against the wall. <laughs> You got you got nowhere to run. Sometimes you pull out the uh, the big guns. Doing this, I don't Why? care. I could go do something else. No, you couldn't. I certainly oh, for this. I I could do something else tomorrow. What? Do another radio show. Whatever. Good. Or sit out a year. I don't care. Really? Yes. You're gonna spin really? records again? Oh, you're gonna make Are fun you? of me? Oh, I'm not making fun of me. Like I making like, fun of me. At least I'm not like, saying you like, didn't. Uh, like I didn't want to do the show. Like I didn't. Like I didn't, wasn't successful on my own. Uh, I'm only successful if I spin records. Did I fucking say Dude, that? My, or my, I'm saying my whole problem with you is very simple. I I don't hate you. I don't dislike you. But I we're moving in extremely different directions, and and it it, it is going to be close to time to move on. That's all. Well, they both uh, to to Opie's credit, they both kind of have premonitions there. Um, first of all, Aunt Opie saying again the delusion. Opie saying, "Oh, I've never had success without you. I can only spin records." Before Anthony, that's what he was doing. Right. He was he was on a uh, nighttime radio show where they played music. He was a disc jockey. Um, so I'm not calling that unsuccessful. You know, in the 90s, that was a pretty good gig. 
uh, especially when you're young. He was in his 20s in radio. You know, that's not bad. Uh, was he even But to 20? say you had success, if you're Opie and Anthony and you're talking about success, you can't compare what he did with Anthony to a nighttime music show. Right. I think he was on eight, Long Island. I think he was even 18 when he started or something like that. I've heard that somewhere. I believe you're right. Yes, he was a, a teenager for sure. But to Opie's credit, they were growing apart. And like I said, Anthony never said I wanted to go do a political show. But I do think he was getting to a point where he wanted to talk about that stuff more than Opie did. Right. Um, and they were growing apart. Opie's a family man. And I think, you know, Anthony has alluded to this over the years. Um, well, I mean, not alluded to it. Anthony has straight up said um, Opie's wife's family does not like the show. Um, they're a little more, you know, liberal and, and, um, they don't get like the offensive or cringe humor. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that they liked Opie's association with that show. And Opie picked up on that as they're, as they're in their, their friggin' vacation house in the Hamptons. This show is terrible. Like, yeah, right. Yeah. Right. Shut up. (laughs) Yeah. Opie's got in the house in the Hamptons because, uh, Jim Norton makes Uncle Paul jokes. Right. <laughs> but yet he hated them. He grew to resent them. Um, but yeah, that, that is how they were growing apart. So in a way, they both had kind of um, correct assessments there. But I would say Anthony gets greater kudos because since Opie and Anthony has broke up, um, you know, I follow the stock market uh, from time to time. And I believe Opie's portfolio would have been a straight downwards red arrow <laughs> Nose since, since Opie and Jim. <laughs> and I will say this, though, about uh, Kumia show, which um, I go in phases listening to it now. Yeah. Um, I, I still think he's funny. It, dep- like, it depends on the guest, too, for me. Like, I don't like the overly political shows. Uh, Opie and Jim were like his filters that he wouldn't go completely fucking nuts with the politics. Sure, yeah. And, you know, Anthony definitely has, like, his audience still, and I think does sure. pretty well for himself and everything. Definitely. Um, but, yeah, I think if Anthony were around comedians, you know, he has the best chemistry with Jim Norton. Right. But, like, um, he'll go on. I've heard him on with, like, Legion of Skanks and shit like that. And when he's on with those guys, if he starts getting political, they'll bust his balls. Right. You know what I mean? So I think I, I liked that Anthony better. Or even when, still talking about the same topics, but make jokes as you do it. Exactly. If you have Jim Norton there to be an offset, you know, like even I think Nick DiPaolo is a hilarious guy. So but funny. when it's Anthony and Nick DiPaolo, it's like, you know what direction they're going to go in. And it makes for a less interesting conversation. But it's know? still, I think it's still better than both of them by themselves because they will still bust each other's balls a little. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the solo um, thing's just tough and Crowder, you know, stealing Landau. <laughs> all right. So uh, where are we going now? Is this the uh, post ONA days? Uh, this is uh, Anthony on Rogan talking about him and Jimmy. Okay. So just to, for a, uh, you know, a full um, setup here, uh, Anthony got fired in 2014, if you're not aware, um, for quote racist tweets. Now, I will still defend him and say, uh, that a woman was beating him about the face in the streets of New York. Um, and all Anthony did was tweet about it afterwards. But like if it, in hindsight now, if you look, which isn't fair to do, by the way, I'm no. fully aware. But if you look at it now, 
like Anthony tweeting out like this fucking savage and all that shit. Like in 2023, that would definitely get you fired. So yeah, 2014, it was still like, I don't think he's being that. It's definitely not something I would have tweeted. I don't know if it was a white hooker, if the tweets are any different. I will say. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, right. But well, no, here's where his problem was. Mm-hmm. Um, the one tweet where he says like um, something about that community jumping to violence, meaning black people. Yeah, yeah that was. The- That's where I think he fucked up overall. Like mm-hmm. people would point to him using the word savage. I think it's because he was being hit by someone he's like the <laughs> I first that's why i use that yeah, word yeah, yeah he's like the first big like twitter canceling that i can recall yeah and there was a summer of that mm-hmm. um actually the last thing opie and anthony did uh, was a bit they called the apology clock where they wanted to see if they could go uh one week without there being a public apology in the news for something yeah, so it was just uh, you know it was just also that yeah the timing was terrible and yeah. it was just and really they bad. Never timing. made it one day, I don't believe. <laughs> that alarm. No, and that but I, I mean if that if those tweets if he survived those tweets he's had several since that would have got him to fired. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's that's my thing with Anthony. Where like I still you know. Like I said, I literally, there are words in my vocabulary that I've literally picked up from listening to him, but. Yeah. um you know, like I love listening to Opie and Anthony and I like Anthony when he's on other shows. It's just the political stuff I'm not interested in. And Anthony gets so into it and passionate about it that it just, it's just not for me really. Yeah. And there's some shit on Twitter where I'm like, do you feel this way? Or are you doubling down because you got shit for this in the past? Plus you know? I, I don't really care for him with Gavin McGinnis and Kevin Brennan. Like those aren't just people I care to see him with. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Gavin McGinnis will probably do some sort of episode on the Patreon about at some point because I, I have mixed emotions about him overall, but yeah, I'm not a big fan. Uh, anyways, let's get to uh, Anthony on Rogan talking about his relationship with Jim Norton, which also contributed to the downfall of his relationship with Opie. I knew from the first, I think that also uh kind of i'm not blaming jimmy or anything but i think that helped to kind of break up the ona show in time i think opie started resenting a little bit of that camaraderie that me and jimmy were having um me and jimmy kind of slowly started pulling away and doing our own thing like it was right. uh, and and the humor is you know the the more twisted the better I love sick humor. He does too. And we laugh. We did a whole bit on, on like Lacey Peterson and Scott Peterson, Oof. the murder. Th- yeah. And you would think like, obviously he murdered his pregnant wife and dumped her in the ocean. What could possibly be funny about that? Well, people wrote tribute songs uh, well, this guy wrote a tribute song to her and it did another one of these self-centered assholes that thought he was going to go viral by making a, a tribute song. And we started changing the words to the song to make it just horrible involving seaweed and and things. So it was terrible. But me and Jim are literally crying, laughing. And Obi's just kind of sitting there, like not really able to jump in or not kind of getting why we're laughing at this sick shit. Uh, So it it kind of pushed us further apart. Mm. Um, At that point, yeah. We we both as people changed over the course of... uh, the 20 years we worked together. And I think that's the reason a lot of people kind of, you know, 
take Anthony's side over Opie's because listening to that explanation is a lot more level-headed and realistic than Opie's version of things. Well, also people prefer to laugh than be, you know, miserable. <laughs> yeah, but but I mean, to Anthony's credit there, he kind of just says like, I don't get, Opie didn't get the joke really, where it's like, you know, if on the Blind Mike project, um, if we had someone on that doesn't give a fuck about stand up, and we're making fun of Brendan Schaub for forty minutes, <laughs> they're gonna be like, "What? I don't get what's going on here." Right. You know, right? <laughs> um, so yeah, it's like Opie was just kind of out of the loop and didn't really handle it well. Um, so the big criticism that Opie got is when Anthony was fired, um, he he did not fight for him. What the fans wanted was for Opie and Jim to quit and they do the Opie and Anthony show in podcast form. Uh, I wish. Now, boy, with nine years of hindsight, <laughs> you could very easily say they would be making so much money so if they much had just money. done that. <laughs> so fucking much money. And it, they probably would, it, a lot of their shit where they would be like pissed off would be shit in the office and they would be the ones in charge at that point. Yeah, so, you know, I, I'm based on the obvious hatred they have for each other, mm-hmm. maybe it wouldn't have worked out. They weren't communicating as business partners, you know, like they, if they're not talking off air, maybe it wouldn't have worked. My theory is that that would have motivated the both of them to speak to each other mm-hmm. and kind of work out their problems. Well, plus, it also um, wouldn't have been four hours. Say again? It wouldn't have been them for four hours every day either. No, true. Um, yeah, I wonder if they would have done week. I do think a daily, maybe they would have done like three a week or something. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, it no, probably would have started as five and it would be like two right now. If you look <laughs> at it nine years ago and say if Opie and Anthony started a podcast in 2014, uh, I think it definitely would have been huge because all the huge podcasts come from guys that they were, you know, I mean, if you ever listen to eh, give it three episodes of Joe Rogan before he gives Opie and Anthony credit for the launch of his podcast. Right. But well, Anthony specifically uh, anyways, um, why did I bring that up? Oh, because Opie didn't, fight for Anthony really. Mm-hmm. Um, and Jim took a lot of shit for this as well, but I think people look at it more like it was the Opie and Anthony show. Opie was the boss. It should have been Opie going to management and Opie goes back and forth. He's like, I, people don't understand. I did um, give it my all and really fight for Anthony. But then out of the other side of his mouth, he goes, you know, I gave it a whatever effort because I felt like we were done and everyone knew the show was well, that's, done. That's the problem right there. And I guarantee yeah. you, had he gone into the office and said, I'm not coming until Anthony's back, Anthony would have been back. I think you're probably right. Or again, the show would have gotten fired and I think they would have started something together. Right. Um, and, you know, who knows how well uh, that would have worked, but. I, I think it would have done been very successful. Um, so now we have what? Uh, chick stuff. Oh, yeah. So this goes back to remember, remember, guys, about an hour ago when we mentioned uh, the WNEW days. <laughs> um, this is the real resentments they had. Oh, we'll get to uh, um, some of the stuff with their relationships and that drama. But this is just things that bothered Opie. And this is a. Uh, Anthony talking to Rogan still. 
I, uh, he, we got in an argument once and he goes, dude, you never even been to my house. And I go, all right, get everyone from the show in here. Jim, have I ever been to the house? Nope. Travis, no. Sam, no. E-Rock, no. I've never been to anyone's house. Let me tell you something right now. Yeah. That's something a chick would say. I know. <laughs> so I think you kind of said it earlier, Craig. Opie wanted a best friend. Right. Um, y- you know, for whatever reason, there's, there's a lot of people that work together and, uh, you know, don't go out for beers afterwards. That doesn't make them quit their job, <laughs> you know? Right. Like Opie hated that they weren't best pals, which is a, a little weird. Um, but I think we start to get into some of the deeper reasons, right? Uh, F.H. Riley's, yeah. Yeah, so this is, uh, this is again, I would argue Anthony is probably in the wrong here. Uh, I mean, yeah, but the reaction's not right either. Exactly. That's that's what I was gonna, where I, th- I if the beef were with a different person who handled it better, it would be a lot easier to be like, oh, Anthony's wrong, <laughs> right? But the handling of it is weird. So, um, F H Riley's is a bar on Long Island that um, Opie's brother owned. I believe Opie owned a piece of it as well. Or I think Opie even might have been like the money. Was his brother his, his brother-in-law? Brother I think it was his brother. Okay. I think it was his actual brother. Um, I think you're and right. And so uh, it's a, you know, it's in the, the Hughes family. And uh, Anthony goes in and says, uh, hey, I'm <laughs> Anthony from uh, Opie and Anthony. And then this plays out. You may remember an episode uh, from F.H. Riley's. We were all hanging out. It was busy. I tweeted something to the effect of, um, holy shit, I can't get a seat. Uh, I'm waiting here for a beer, like just kind of trashing the staff there. And it was, believe me, it was tongue in cheek. I'm not sitting there shitting on his restaurant, but, uh, oh my God. So pause one second. My, the the only gripe I have with that is like, let's say, you know, you have a restaurant, Craig, that you're running. Mm -hmm. Like, I think making fun of each other's podcasts or something is a little different. But like if you had a legitimate business and I just out of nowhere start tweeting like, hey, I'm at Craig's restaurant and it fucking sucks. Pretty sure they spit in my potatoes. <laughs> yeah. People, I, I feel like you'd be like, hey, what the fuck is that, man? You know, <laughs> right. like that's not radio shit, especially because the guy running the restaurant isn't involved in the radio. He's not in on the joke. And if you're, if you're going to trash it, everyone else is going to go 3000 times harder. Yeah. Then you're, you're rallying the, whether you're serious or not, then people, they're going to leave funny reviews right. on Yelp and shit, you know? Yeah. Um, so that, that would annoy me if I were Opie. Um, I'd say the way it was handled wasn't necessarily great <laughs> restaurant, but, uh, Oh my God, did he fucking unload? He, he unloaded on me that decided he wasn't going to show up for work. Three days, he just didn't show up for work. Didn't answer the boss's phone calls. Didn't do anything. I was dragged into <laughs> Scott Greenstein's office and told, you best fix this. <laughs> like, that's just a childish way to handle it, you know? Yeah, like crossing his arms and yeah. I'm leaving. Yeah, taking his ball and going home. 
Um, so again, I think both do have blame in the relationship, but I just relate to Anthony's side more than I do Opie's, you know, oh, not even close. Um, all right. What's next? Um, more on Anthony's girlfriend. This chick must suck. <laughs> this is, this is what I thought I was setting up a minute ago. Um, this is kind of the be like, we heard the clip with Ron Bennington where they're like, ah, it was no big deal. Our, our you know, Ant's ex and Opie's now ex were friends at the time. And then Anthony got divorced and it changed the relationship. Um, but this is a little more about what went into that whole feud. And, you know, I have a feeling what this is about way back in 99. You know, there was a, there was a girl around that. Oh, I'm sorry. You know, I should have, uh, I should have set this up a little better because this is after. So, you know, Aunt Opie was doing weird stuff on the radio where, like, Jimmy would do Anthony's show once Anthony got fired and started his own thing. Yeah. Um, Jimmy would go do Anthony's show. He would call in. Chip would call in sometimes, shit <laughs> like that. Uh, Opie never went on or anything. And then people started pressuring Opie, and Opie would say, like, you know, I'd rather get a beer with him first to talk about it. And Anthony's view was kind of like no if we have let's do it on air that's how we always did it you know what i mean we're not gonna hash out a scheme first of how we're gonna talk to each other but if you have a problem let's talk about it on air because that's what opie and anthony fans would have wanted right um and jim by the way pointed out he goes boy it's very easy um because at the end of their intro um they had you know kind of a Typical for that time, um, big, well-produced, like, radio intro. Mm-hmm. And Stacy Keach did the voiceover. He's got a great voice. And uh, I, th- I believe the intro ended with, uh, above all else, real. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Jim pointed out later, we made it very easy for people to go, real, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I never heard you mention anything that you fucking hate each other. <laughs> so... So I think that's why Anthony wanted to do it on air because he's like, you know, we can't really be phony about it if we're going to do it. And so that bubbled up over the surface. And then one weekend, Opie and Anthony both started kind of tweeting shit, Opie more passive aggressively. And then Anthony really, uh, you know, addressing it head on (laughs) and then getting into a a big feud about it. So this is Opie. um, Anthony addressed it on Monday. And then Opie came in the following day to address it. So that's just a long way of setting this up. I probably should have been nicer too. Uh, I know I apologize for that years later, and maybe it was too late. Try to explain what was going on uh, back then and uh, the atmosphere and uh, why I was really frustrated that, you know, she was always, always around and it made it harder and harder to try to work on the radio show. I, I know now I was wrong. Uh, and I did try to talk to him about that. I know I have apologized for that. Um, but you know, maybe he never, maybe he never got past that, you know, which is fine. I mean, I don't expect him to accept anything. I don't expect him to accept my apology. I can't speak for Ant, but that's humiliating shit. Like when someone's mean to your girlfriend. Right. A lot. That's humiliating shit. Right. That's, that's, that's really humiliating shit. 
Yeah, I get it. I mean, but we were also trying to do a radio show and she literally would just be in the studio the entire time and we weren't talking anymore. And now I'm like, oh my God, now I'm competing on air just to talk to the guy to try to, you know, figure out what we were doing that day. And uh, I was, I was really frustrated by that. And I handled it wrong. You're absolutely right, Jimmy. You're absolutely right. I handled it wrong. And I did apologize to him. I hugged it out with her. I, I, I There was a time I hugged it out with her, too. You know. So I don't but quite that's, understand. That's, Sorry, was that not done? Uh, I have 10 seconds left. Um, I just play the rest of it. That's 16 years ago. That was 16 fucking years ago. Things that happen early on define the way things are going to go. <laughs> Jim Norton, by the way, like one of my favorite people uh, in entertainment. You know, like their their stand-ups, I like that I like their stand-up more maybe. But like I just love Norton because I think he's a very rational guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's what that show needed as well. And he would try. Now, what you hear there in Jim's voice, where he's kind of trying to defend Anthony, but there is a phrase uh, that some brilliant people on Reddit came up with. Um, Opie's real name, Greg Opie Hughes, is the name of uh, the Opster. And people would refer to dealing with Opie as walking on Greg shells, which it became, it became known as. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what you hear in Jim's voice, where he's like, I don't want to piss Opie off but I don't agree with him. I thought um, I took that as like almost like mocking him. Um, just like, you know, people say <laughs> just like that kind of voice. But the voices they're doing, it's very weird. The tone that this episode was in, especially if you know, Opie and Anthony, like they would go after people relentlessly. You know, if someone shit on my, shit on them um, on their show, the next day, Opie and Anthony would be, fucking raging against these guys well where they're talking like this was done like a funeral yeah yeah. well they're talking like that if anthony was there he'd be making fun of them for talking like that exactly yeah so that's yeah it was handled in a very weird way it's very ominous and like iraq came in and iraq and jimmy would try to give anthony's side and opie would go no i know but never really understand what they were saying um but again there's things like I don't quite understand the context because as a listener, I don't remember Anthony's girlfriend ever being in studio. I don't either. Like, I don't know what he's talking about there when he says I'm competing. Like, yeah, I think if, um, you know, if me and Craig were doing a show and Craig was always bringing someone around, I might, eh, I don't even think I would care actually if they were being quiet. I was going to say, but, unless they were disrupting the show, who gives a I, shit? Yeah, I don't think I would give a shit, but I could see a context where that would be annoying. Right. Um, but I don't remember. That seems like the type of show that would address like, Hey, Melissa's here today. And I don't remember that ever happening. So I don't quite know what Opie's talking well, about. She could there, have been but, being quiet, but he could have been hearing her thumbs, like texting on her phone or some shit. Yeah. Yeah. Her breathing bothered him. <laughs> like just any noise that's not normally there would bug me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, so this is, uh, this is my favorite thing ever. <laughs> This is, oh, I, you know what? I have a feeling we're all going to be able to relate to Anthony here. <laughs> <laughs> but you can sympathize with Opie's feeling. This is, uh, what a moment. 
we get oh, into uh, so this is before this is actually a setup to the FH Riley's thing. Um, the FH Riley's thing happened on the weekend, and Opie was furious. And then Anthony came in on that Monday morning, and this is what they're talking about. We get into do the radio show Monday. I can't even look at him. My fault. Yes, I'm fucking seething inside. And uh, I'm like, oh my god, I, here we go, another radio show where when we're we're fucking really pissed off at each other. So right before ecstasy of gold, my phone goes off, and uh, you know, oh, the text. A lot of times, my wife will text me when she's up just to tell me that you know she's up and the kids are cool. So I look down, and the text says, "The little cunt won't even look at me." <laughs> I went, "What?" And I'm like, "Huh? What? Why is Aunt texting me that? What? Who's not looking at?" Then I realized that the text was meant for somebody else. And then he fucking sent it to me. I'm like, wow, okay. So I wasn't going to do a radio show that day. We had a huge blowout, a huge blowout. Everyone fucking heard it. And I, I left and I went, you know, and talked to Mel Carmers and I said, I quit. And the guy would not let me fucking quit. He literally would not let me quit. And he calmed me down and says, look, you know, I know you guys got issues and stuff, but you guys are good together. You got to, you know, maybe you got to go in there, try to figure this shit out. Shout out Mel Carmazin for uh, keeping the Open Anthony show together. But um, it has come out years later. Anthony has confessed that that text was meant for one Jim Norton. Yes. yes <laughs> so put yourself in Opie's shoes here. The two guys you're doing a radio show with are sending texts like that to each other. But you have to you have to know you're being a fucking problem when it's at that point. Yeah, but you're not th in that moment. I can understand him. No, no, I not I, I understand that. But you like if I'm if I'm annoyed with something or throwing a fit, I know I'm upset and being annoying probably. Yeah, you know what I mean. The like little cunt, the little cunt <laughs> won't even look at me. So like if I got a message like that, I'd be like all right, <laughs> you know, you're probably right. <laughs> I'd start the show with it. Right. You know, that's that's the weird thing about Opie and, and how Anthony was talking earlier. I don't think he quite got the show that he created. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like he built that show, love him or hate him, and yet he didn't understand it or, you know, it drifted apart from what it was. Um, so that's the weird thing, but yeah, it is tough to realize like, oh, these guys are talking shit about me. Now, the point that always gets brought up is, um, E-Rock works for Anthony, who was a big part of the, uh, Opie and Anthony show. Um, Jim Norton and I believe Travis Teft, uh, both still friends with Anthony. Sam, I believe is still friends with Anthony. Mm -hmm. Um, Troy Kwan, I think still friends with Anthony. Like everyone who was involved with that show is still friendly with Anthony. Right. Um, E-Rock and Sam, who Opie was very close with, Opie has written off. Mm -hmm. Everyone who's been involved in the Opie and Anthony show has been written off by Opie. And and, and now he'll say he'll make videos. Go on uh, Opie Radio YouTube. Ugh. He makes videos now where he talks about how Jim Norton isn't talented. Um, he does, you know what he, to his credit, he never said that about Anthony. 
Nope. He calls Anthony a racist and all this sort of shit. Never says Anthony's not talented. Neither but does he will say Anthony doesn't that either. Not funny. Yeah, Anthony doesn't either. Um, he doesn't. He doesn't he, think he was necessarily funny, but he thought he was a great radio host. Oh, so Anthony had one. So at uh, at Skankfest. Oh God, never mind. <laughs> I wasn't there. Um, <laughs> one year uh, when Anthony was there, it was Anthony and Ron Bennington doing a show together, mm-hmm. and it was the year Anthony was promoting his book. He had written a book. The worst cover ever. And uh, they they asked him, I think Ron asked him if he addresses Opie at all. And he goes, absolutely. He goes, I, in the, um, what do you call it? Not the forward. The, uh, this is how illiterate I am. Prologue? The beginning of the book. <laughs> Dedications, maybe. Um, he says to thank you to Greg Opie Hughes. Um, Without him, I wouldn't have a career. He's given me this, this, and this. And he goes, and I would tell Opie, if I were talking to him, to read that and then close the book. <laughs> <laughs> because after that is not particularly nice. <laughs> but, but Anthony has always said, um, yeah, so they are respectful of each other in that way. They know, you know, th- that they made each other. They made each other millionaires, you know. Right, and I, I don't, I don't think Opie likes Sam just literally because now he's doing a show with Jimmy. Like that's yeah, literally it. yeah. Opie will call Sam a backstabber, and it's like if you're Sam Roberts, you're in your 30s, you have a wife and kids, you have the opportunity to do a radio show with Jim Norton. You're, you're supposed to go no because Opie used to work but, here. But keep in mind too, he had a a show on from like 10 to midnight or something already. So it's not like he wasn't doing something already. They just moved him. Right, yeah, he had a show. I mean, I'm sure it didn't pay nearly as well. No. But, yeah, I mean, I, I don't understand. But Opie creates these things where these people are his enemies. Right. He creates a world where uh, they hate him, so he hates them. Mm-hmm. When in reality, the people didn't start off hating him, you know? Right, right. All right, what else do we have? Uh, this is another weird one. It's kind of long, but of uh, Opie ch- like choking up. Forgot about this, yeah. Um, yeah, it is long and there's a lot of pauses, so I, was gonna, I apologize, <laughs> but I do think it's a, an interesting listen, so just bear with it because it goes to Craig's earlier point that Opie misses his friend years ago. If it wasn't good enough, that's fine, and I understand that. Okay, I do understand that, but when me and Anthony started doing radio, we couldn't get enough of each other after radio <laughs> shows we would call each other mm-hmm. and uh acting i don't think so Previous starts throwing up. And we would, you know, talk talk about the show for hours. By the way, this is where in the old days you make it a Dyson impression of him in here. Yeah. Shit, this is two minutes long. And, and uh, it's all silence. Yeah. I I just thought it was interesting. No, it is. 
you know, the fact, the fact is, I, uh, I did, you know, love doing the show with them. And, uh, when that, you know, relationship changed in 99, I, uh, I never got over it. Clearly. I, I don't think I've heard that in nine years. That I think, I think I was wrong about his acting. <laughs> no, I don't think he's acting. And I don't think so either. I, no, no, I definitely ha- not. And you know what? To his credit, it's, it's a weird clip where it's like, this is not how men argue really. But to Opie's credit, and this is again what his skill set was. The clip goes on for a little while longer. I knew there would only be so much you guys could bear of it, but it goes. He, you know, continues kind of crying through his words, <laughs> and then he pauses again and he hits the laugh track. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty funny. <laughs> so he did. That's again what he was good at, like knowing those kind of cringy moments and how to play to them. But no, I yeah, I don't. I definitely don't think he's faking. Um, I think that's a moment where Opie's an emotional guy and looked at it like when they were at WAF, he looked at it like, we're going to be best buddies and we're going to rule radio together, man. He and then that didn't happen. And I think he got very sad about it that yeah. they grew apart. When they started doing the radio show, he had uh, like visions of them retired in the same town, sitting on a farmer's porch on rocking chairs together, just <laughs> drinking coffee. Well, Anthony would always tell the story of... Uh, because he was in Tin construction, yeah. <laughs> going to uh, you know, meeting Opie and doing the show a couple times. And he's like, you know, like, I in my mind, if you worked in radio, you were a millionaire. Right. And he goes, so one, you know, me and Opie were hanging out and he brings me to some like shithole apartment. And Anthony was like, this must be where he comes on the weekends just to crash <laughs> he assumed he had a mansion <laughs> um all right so now are we at the uh, esther coup yeah business all, this is a great this is great so this is a uh, a lot of a lot of people credit esther coup here a lot of people say she knew exactly what she was doing i don't think she did really i don't think so it at seems all pretty innocent i i agree um, so Esther Kuz, I don't know where she's been, by the way. I haven't seen much from her lately. She is a woman. Um, well, yeah, the short, uh, lifespan in comedy. <laughs> That's <I guess>. true. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, she faded away. I'm not sure where, but she, uh, had done Anthony's show and then she went into Opie and Jim. And again, by the way, this is, um, months and months later. Yeah. And it's still got that same funeral tone to it for some reason. Opie and Jim was very weird days, very dark times. Opie takes, he pretends he doesn't, but he takes immediate offense to this. (laughs) By the way, this is building to something that I, a lot of people have suggested this episode, and they've also suggested the breakup of Opie and Jimmy, which I think probably deserves its own separate episode. Yeah, this is Godfather 1. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, so so uh, this is the setup to that. So there will be more clips from this interview. I just took the ones that I thought were applicable directly to Anthony. 
<laughs> yeah, we were just touching the surface yesterday. So why was religion evil in your house? Oh, by the way, I went to see your friend Anthony yesterday. That's all right. Oh my God, that was so much Hold fun. Okay. <laughs> now, Craig referenced uh, uh, Mike Harris the other day, or, or earlier in the show. If I said, hey, by the way, I saw Mike Harris, you wouldn't go, that's fine. That's cool, That's okay. man. That's okay. No, don't worry about it. <laughs> Easy. Like, oh, no, I wasn't worried. I was just telling you something. <laughs> like I said, immediate offense when he pretends like he's not. That's all right. That's all right. <laughs> yeah, we were just touching the surface yesterday. So why was religion evil in your house? Oh, by the way, I went to see your friend Anthony yesterday. That's all right. Oh, my God. That was so much fun. Okay. Can I say that? Of course. Okay. Okay. Oh, okay. So I'm to keep pausing, but like, he's like, why the fuck would you tell Opie that you just saw Anthony? <laughs> I can't imagine a reason. Yeah. If they were playing word association game, you hear Opie, someone would just go, Anthony. <laughs> That's just how it goes. It's like if Robin Quivers was out one day and you're like, Hey, I saw Robin at a, an event the other night. And Howard was like, what are you telling me for? <laughs> I don't know. You're pretty closely associated to each other. <laughs> I wish Estaku immediately went into a story about how much he hated Anthony just to see his mood change. Oh, okay. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fine. Oh, now I get it. Yeah. Okay. Can I say that? Of course. Okay, okay. It would help you'd say that. Oh, okay, good. No, it helps because... <laughs> He's a delightful man. <laughs> well, first of all, it's just later in the day. Right. Which helps is I just have more energy later. You were fine on our show. You know? All right. Was it just you two or yeah, did you have other people there? It was us two and then Ralph said. What did you talk about? Pause <laughs> <laughs> uh, one second because Jimmy's about to get into something. Um, they're referring to the Patrice O'Neill benefit, uh, which, by the way, Shane Gillis and Jim Norton will be performing at this year. I think it's in April. Interesting. Um, but Bill Burr puts on an event every year for, uh, you know, in memory of Patrice O'Neill. And um, Opie and Anthony used to host that event. And uh, as you can probably guess, they do no longer. <laughs> so that's the benefit Jim's about to reference. I wouldn't be fine. <laughs> huh? Why wouldn't it be fine? Um, no, no, no. Of course it would be fine. It was great. Like, no, you were asking me. Why wouldn't look? it be fine? Oh, I don't know. Sorry. Oh. Probably your reaction. Huh? <laughs> I thought you reacted. How did I react? I didn't even react. No, you didn't react. You we talked about it yesterday. I said, you know, it was fine. We don't talk, but I don't, but you know, I don't, I don't care if people do a show. Right. So anyway, are you, guys, are you guys going to talk about the benefit? No, not at all. He's done some really shitty things. No, now I'm pissed. No, <laughs> now I'm pissed. It goes really deep. The stuff I've I've found out recently. No, I'm not talking to him, and I won't be in the same room as him. No. Oh, that was it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Now I'm pissed. Jimmy asked one question. You know, Esther. No, no you, it's fine. All right, now I'm pissed. <laughs> yeah, I fucking. I like how uh, it's like Esther Koo just clearly pissed him off. Jim Norton well, breathes in the corner of the room. He's like, now I'm upset. Yeah. <laughs> well, poor Esther Koo, and this is why I don't think she knew what she was doing. Because she's like, oh, can I say that? And he's like, why wouldn't you? And she's like, oh, no, no, I don't know. <laughs> she's so confused by the I reaction. Think she she realizes that he's lying. He's lying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> As Bobo would say. <laughs> so, um, yeah, uh, Opie's like, no, I absolutely won't talk about him at the benefit. Now, 
what Opie is referring to, I believe, is someone told Opie that Anthony made Anthony had like burner accounts. Yeah. That he tweeted shitty things about Opie from. Right. Anthony has responded to that and said, I don't know what the fuck he's talking about. Because he'll do it from his own account. <laughs> yeah, right. He would do it from his own account, his own show. Um, so I do believe that. But the other reason I believe it is Opie has said, I've someone told me. He's like, I don't have to look into it. I trust this person. That's a mistake. It's yeah, right. People well, people lie, Opie, you know. <laughs> Maybe I was looking into it a little deeper. I was an electrician, and if someone told you something was dead before you cut it, you never trust them. You check yourself. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. I was a tin exactly. knocker too. You know. Wow. Very, <laughs> what a what a relation. Two comedic geniuses. Two titans of the business. Yes. <laughs> do do a dice impression. We have the uh, we have the same boss at one point. That's pretty you know similar. Right. That's the next clip. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this is this is the lead into the next uh, to Godfather two. Yeah, so this is where Opie and Jim's. By the way, um, Opie and Jim had gotten into it a couple times over the years. But before this, I don't think anyone knew Opie and Jim hated each other. Um, but this clip exposed that. Yeah, sure did. <laughs> but he made it very obvious that it was time to move on. Extremely obvious. I'm sorry. And things I wondered about and now I, I know is true. So no. How do you know they're true? I'm not saying they're not. I don't even know what you're talking about. I'm leaving you out of it. Simple as that. Cunt. And I'll, and I'll never talk to you about it. You'll never tell me? No. <laughs> no. No. You You know. No. Yeah, see? No. Getting a lot of people shaking their heads. No. Why won't you tell Pause me? A second. I don't want I always it. wondered what he was talking about there. I think he was talking about... I'm getting a lot of people shaking their heads. Does that mean like Sam Roberts is in the corner going, No. <laughs> Yeah, that's what he's. That's what he's saying. I think he, Opie makes everything up, as we found out. But. Uh, sorry, we just bring it back a little bit, just because I want to hear Jim's reaction to that. No, no, you, you know, no. Yeah, see, no. Getting a lot of people shaking their heads. No. Why won't you tell me? I don't want to. Okay. I don't feel like we're that close in that way. No, I'm not telling you. Okay. <sighs> Anyway, hi Esther. Hi, sorry I brought that up. What uh, <laughs> we're not that close? That's not, your, that's not your fault. Oh shit, I've laughed over well, that one part. Everyone, uh, Esther did make me laugh. There, <laughs> anyway, hi Esther. Hi, sorry I brought that up. What uh, uh, your fault that we're not that close? That's not, that's not your fault. <laughs> so, so we mentioned like Anthony is non-confrontational and has the ability. To have bottled that up and sat on it for 20 years if he wanted to. Mm -hmm. He could bury it deep down inside and not address it. Uh, Jim Norton had the ability to bury it deep down and not address it for about nine seconds. (laughs) (laughs) Jimmy will address that shit. Oh, yeah. And that's why there were a couple doozies in the Opie and Anthony, or the Opie and Jim days. Yeah. Um, And we'll get into it in another episode. Anthony actually recently put out a video uh, someone posted a video of, um, I think it was Knoxville joining the Opie and Jim show. I don't know if you saw it. And yep. you could see that Jimmy was pissed off and that wasn't talking back. Oh, yes, back. I have seen that. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And Anthony broke it down and was like, here is where I would say this to break the tension. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. It's like having John Madden in yeah, there. Exactly. <laughs> He's circling his chair where he would have been sitting. Yeah. Um, you know what? 
if I get enough response, reach out on uh, Twitter or Patreon. Let me know if you want. Um, blindmike.net is where you can find those things. If you want the uh, Opie and Jim episode, maybe we'll do that as a bonus in February. Yeah. That'd be nice. Not a bad idea. Um, but yeah, let me let me know your thoughts because we'll get more into that relationship. Um, but what else do we have with Opie and Anthony? Uh, this is the last clip. This is uh, the reunion. Oh, so this is, by the way, this is not where it ends. <laughs> no, 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 no. This is not, like. Not, not even close, but. <laughs> if this was the Bible, this would be where the Old Testament ends. <laughs> sure. Crazy got a lot of great analogies here. <laughs> bringing them, bringing them heavy today. Um, but I wanted to close this clip just because I, I found this moment. Amazing. Not, not particularly the moment we're going to play, yeah. but the entire interaction. It's a 30 minute video on YouTube. Go find it. It's awesome. Yeah. The whole 30 minute interaction between these two. So Rich Voss, it's Opie started his afternoon show. Um, Opie and Jim split up and Opie was put in afternoons like by himself, but he would always have a bunch of comedians. I believe this was his first episode and he had Rich Voss on old friend of Opie and Anthony. Oddly enough that day, Anthony had Paul Mercurio on his show. If you remember the sex for Sam episode, um, Paul Mercurio is the guy who got arrested uh, during that event. Mm-hmm. Um, so just coincidentally, those two guys happen to be in studio and Anthony decided to call in to Opie's show. Now, the reason I wanted to end with this clip is because I find it to be the most bizarre interaction in radio history. <laughs> and I'll tell you why when we're done playing the clip. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, let me pull it up. Is, is this the OP show? <laughs> <laughs> For the first time in how long? Two years, yeah. three months. It's Anthony Cumia. Greg Opie Hughes, ladies and gentlemen, on, on my fucking show. Wow. This is crazy. I don't is think this, I should be here right now. Is that really uh, Anthony? Oh, oh. Wait, who's, oh. who are you on with? Mercurial. Oh, of all <laughs> oh God. <laughs> Hang Fuck. on. There's somebody fucking in here. Holy I'm going to yeah. really? have them run to give uh, someone a blowjob in a synagogue. <laughs> You can't, you can't be that desperate that you would have Paul Mercurio on. <laughs> no, it's fucking. Here we go, Mr. Afternoon. Oh, oh my God. How, how bad did it get that you have Paul Mercurio? It's Monday. Oh, Jesus Christ. Well, um, what's going on? It, uh, simply, Paul Mercurio came in right after Jeff Norris left. <laughs> <laughs> They speak so like ki- like this whole episode never happened. <laughs> that's kind of the tone of the. It is the spookiest incident I believe in radio history. <laughs> it's so inside baseball. It's like showing you how because so I listened made. to it. I happened to be listening to it live just because I wanted to check it out. Uh, Opie's first show, what he did in the afternoons, mm-hmm. and I figured he would address this shit going on with Jim. Um, so I listened to it, and Anthony's on for a half hour. They get into their stuff a little bit, but very mildly. Mm-hmm. Very, very mildly, as if they didn't have this huge beef. So there's a whole other side where we could break down kind of the hypocrisy of that. But my takeaway was the chemistry between these two. Like, we had never seen it in that order before. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. we only saw the side where they got along on air, really, other than a couple incidents. 
But this is after two years of them bashing the shit out of each other. And then we're able to slide in and for a half hour do like great radio together again. (laughs) It's almost like they're good at it. It was really weird, but it's not even just like they're good at it because neither of them have that with another person. You know Mm. what I mean? Like there hasn't been, there's no one that goes on Anthony's show to that level. Other than Carl, when Carl goes on. Yeah, Carl's great. Young Opie and Anthony. Right, right, right. (laughs) No, but, but, um, do, do you know what I mean? Like they're, they do have something there. Well, because like, there's mean, something to that relationship that it wasn't just one or the other. It was their relationship that really drove the Opie and Anthony show. Well, yeah, but also Opie hasn't had anyone host that's as funny as Anthony, and Anthony hasn't had anyone that's gonna, you know, host. He'll have like fucking Artie Lang on who doesn't let anyone speak. Right, right. So, yeah, so you know, their careers have been weird. Now, but since the audio we just played. <laughs> they have gone back to ripping the shit out. They're actually worse than ever, actually. Uh, and now it's actually, you know, I think at first Anthony would take a lot of the shots. Mm-hmm. Now it's Opie going out of his, uh, like, uh, you know, every two weeks or so, he makes a video going, uh, fine, you know what? You're going to ask me about the Opie and Anthony days? I'll address it one last time. <laughs> and then two weeks later, he makes the same video. <laughs> But, you know, uh, go on Opie's uh, YouTube channel. There's a, a million videos entitled, like, uh, the, what's wrong with Anthony Kumi? <laughs> you know? Right. It's just all Opie bashing Anthony. So it's very weird. It's, uh, you know, sad to see. But at this point, I, there was a long time where uh, Opie and Anthony fans would say, I just really hope they get back together. I think at this point, everyone's kind of accepted uh, that's never going to happen. I think it's going to happen more than ever now. You do? Yeah, I don't know when. It could be like five years from now, but... I don't think there's any chance. Opie's going to hit rock bottom and go, I need to relive the glory days. Well, I don't think there's any chance Jim Norton's a part of it. That Mm. much I would... That might be... I'd be very shocked. That that might be Anthony's, uh, uh, you know, terms. (laughs) Jimmy has to come. Well, but that's what I'm saying is I don't think Jim would do it. Mm. I think Jim hates Opie that much now, which we'll get into... On the Patreon. Yeah, I think there's actual... I don't know if there's actual hate with... I mean, I know there is, but it's more like... They disliked each other. Two guys that didn't like working together where I think Jimmy kind of hates Opie. Yes, there's more hurt hurt feelings with Opie versus Anthony, and there's genuine hatred with Opie and Jimmy. So we'll definitely do the Opie and Jim episode at some point, Um, but if you guys express enough interest, we'll do it in February. How's that sound? Sounds great. And you know where you could express these thoughts, folks? That'd be blindmike.net, if you'd cool. be so kind. Wow. Um, go there. There's links to the Patreon, like I said, um, where you get all our bonus content, as well as uh, Q's Days, mm-hmm. where, we watch, <laughs> where we watch Quincy. It's funny. Someone messaged me and was like, uh, do, you think, do you think it's worth all the effort to do Quincy? And I was like, oh, we literally watched the episode and then... <laughs> And there is well, zero effort put into the Quincy episodes. Yesterday, yesterday or next week's ep, whatever the timeline is. <laughs> yesterday, we did one that was definitely worth watching every single one we've done. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Go watch the the um, last Quincy of January, I believe. Yeah. That one will uh, probably the best one we've done. The one that comes out on but, the 31st. But yeah, you get all the more importantly, you get the why you laughing um, bonus episodes. 
Um, and you can find our merch link on blindmike.net as well. If you want to, th- you know, support the boys with a few bucks, we appreciate it. But hey, we know times are lean. We're in a recession. So if you say, what's a free way I can support the show? Well, it's very simple. Same place. Blindmike.net, Apple, Spotify, YouTube, all the links um, for the shows are there. Leave a five-star review. Subscribe on YouTube. By the way, another reason to join the Patreon is uh, I don't think it'll happen in this episode. But there are often episodes where we play clips from like Netflix or Comedy Central. People that are real cunts about content. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes we have to edit those videos out. So it's another reason to uh, hit up the Patreon if you've noticed that. Um, and verygoodshow.org, by the way. Yeah, we, you know, we mentioned Mike Harris enough times. You guys yeah. must be intrigued. Yeah. Who is this mystery man? Yeah. And we just talked about two of the greatest in shock jock radio mm-hmm. for the last couple hours. Right. I mean, if you want to see the next up-and-comers of edgelords and shock jocks, yep. make sure you go to verygoodshow.org. Yeah, if you're that's looking for they <laughs> reign supreme. Yeah, if you're looking for another Patreon you want to support, that's a great place yes. to go. Yeah, if you haven't had enough, um, check out all that stuff, if you wouldn't mind. Um, we appreciate all the support, guys. Heard uh, a lot of nice response on Why You Laughing the last couple months, uh, which has been nice. Tell a friend, for God's sake. If you know someone that's into comedy, spread the word. And we will talk to you guys next time on Why Are You Laughing?